0: hello and welcome to the latest in our series of reflections for lent 2021 at harrow baptist church based on the resource worship in the wilderness by sarah and sam hargreaves of engage worship i'll open today with some words from the gospel of luke to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this taxman, I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He wouldn't even look up to heaven. But he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, said Jesus, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all those who who humble themselves will be exalted. A number of years ago, I was in a meeting with a quite prominent, well-known Baptist theologian. We were talking about a number of things which were going on in my life and in the church where I was ministering at the time. And at that time there was one particular situation which was one huge mess. And there was very little I could do about it. And she asked if I'd like her to pray with me about it. And never being one to refuse prayer. I said, okay. The prayer has stuck with me ever since. I can recite it word for word. She was silent for quite a few moments. And then she said, Lord, have mercy. That was it. Lord, have mercy. I think back to numerous prayers I've prayed in situations where people are struggling with something or other. I would probably roughly summarise what I've just heard in the conversation. I I tell God that he knows all about it as if he didn't already know about it. I thank him that he cares about it. I may make a suggestion about what I want God to do. Or if we really, really don't know what the best outcome is, we might say, we just leave it in your hands. Do what you think's best, God. And you know, chances are of us again, I'll probably do much the same thing. So I was challenged by this quote from Henry Nowen in the book The Way of the Heart. He wrote Sometimes it seems that many words are more an expression of our doubt than our faith. It is as if we are not sure that God's Spirit can touch the hearts of people. We have to help him out and with many words convince others of his power. But it is precisely this wordy unbelief that quenches the fire. As I look back on that prayer from the theologian's office all those years ago, I'm not sure what I expected her to say, but I'm pretty sure it was longer than three words. And yet looking back, I sense it displayed an immense faith in God, his presence and the power of prayer. Nothing more was necessary. Think about the most earnest prayers you have ever prayed. How elaborate were they? And I guess, not very. Were a lot of them little more than a couple of babble sentences? Maybe even as short as the prayers we talked about yesterday? Help, thanks, wow. It might not be something in the, which in the grand scheme of things is important. It might be really trivial, like, God, help me find my wallet, or God, where are my heist keys? Through to real life and death stuff, like, God, get us through this somehow, just get us through it. In God on Mute, which we have been considering in our Lent course, Pete Gregg writes about his prayers at the time his wife Sammy was awaiting surgery for a brain tumour. He writes, My prayers merely amounted to thinking about Sammy, the kids, or our bank account, with a heavy sigh and groaning, and two words which might have been mistaken for a blasphemy. Oh God. Desperation does that to us. We don't have the energy to consider the theology of what we're praying. We just want help. And thankfully prayer doesn't have to be elaborate. God's more interested in the attitude with which we come to him. Jesus told the story of two men who went to the temple to pray. One, a Pharisee, prayed quite an elaborate prayer, outlining his own virtues. Thank you that I'm not like other people, the robbers, the evildoers, the tax collector there. I fast twice a week, I give all a tenth of all I've got. And at no point does Jesus say that this guy wasn't telling the truth. Now okay, we might think, "Oh, go ahead, blow your own trumpet, man." Or, to use an ulsterism, we might think he should just wind his neck in. But the Jews listening to Jesus on that day would not necessarily have thought ill of him. But Jesus goes on to speak about a tax collector who doesn't even feel he can draw close to God. He, can, he, can, he can't even bring himself to look up. He just beats his breast and says, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Seven words. But Jesus assures us that this was the prayer God heard. That this was the guy who left in the right place with God. Whether he felt it or not, and trust me, he probably didn't. But that prayer has been adapted in the Eastern Church traditions as the Jesus prayer, which says, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. There are times when, for one reason or another, I've really struggled to pray. I spoke last week about how I might turn to set prayers to help me and guide me in those times. And this is one I've turned to more than once, slowly and reflectively repeating it. We Baptists are suspicious of said prayers, or even responses in prayers. And yes, it is possible to learn things off by heart and mindlessly repeat them. But it's also possible to use them well to allow their meaning to really sink into our hearts and to allow them to lead us into the presence of God through such simple prayers as these so perhaps in today's silence you might just like to sit with these words slowly pondering them in your heart Lord Jesus Christ Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Grace and peace to you. Amen. Have a really blessed day.